Hey, this is Paul with realestateaudios.com, where we bring you the inside of what's working in real estate investing today from real world investors in the trenches right now. And like many of you, I've been there, I've lost money and deals in real estate, frustrated as hell, all while still having a family with kids and a W 2 job to manage. So that's why I created this podcast to help you find out what's actually working today and move you forward towards success. So here's the problem. Every day, motivated sellers are getting tens of thousands of direct mail ads from investors like you, all reaching to grab a sliver of attention from that same seller. So how do you punch through that stack of clutter while not breaking your bank? Well, today I'm going to interview someone who will answer that question. And I met him while working with Investor Carrot as a freelance copywriter and who's one of the only advertised copywriters exclusively for real estate investors today. And he's been writing for investors for years, and his name is Aaron Hoos. In this interview, Aaron's going to go over ways to bypass your competition with this underused marketing strategy that Aaron uses every day with his wholesaling clients, his formula that's guaranteed to produce effective, targeted copy, why investors should write short books and ditch the whole postcard advertising when targeting motivated sellers, how to identify your target audience and create copy exclusively for them, how using video is currently the blue ocean for investors today and how to do it with just a click of a button. It's not too difficult. And there's a bunch more we're gonna talk about. So here's one other thing though, one other tip. If you'd like to discover some unique methods to lead generation and deal closing, check out my report. It's a free report on my website at realestateaudios.com marketing. It's called 23 Unique Ways to Find Deals. You'll find it there for free and you can join my free daily email where I give tips on marketing, deal finding, mindset, and principles for the real estate investors, especially for those busy investors doing this as a side hustle. I think it'll be extremely beneficial for them. So again, that's realestateaudios.com slash marketing to get that free report on finding deals and to get my daily newsletter. All right, let's get to the interview. Aaron Hoos, what's your story and how'd you get started in real estate? Good question. I was born into real estate, really. My dad was a general contractor, and he, on the weekends, he would go and work in the homes of investors and bring me along to hold his tools. And along the way, I went in a different direction, worked in finance for a while, but realized what I really loved to do was marketing. And what I, the industry I really loved to do it for was real estate investing. So it kind of brought me back in uh, after a brief departure from it. So I started doing some marketing for some financial and real estate companies back in 2005, approximately, give or take a little bit. And then just more and more, as my interest and expertise grew, I started focusing in exclusively on real estate investors. I was doing my own deals. And yeah, at this point now, I'm working only with real estate investors, and I love it. And you're working exclusively with real estate investors doing what? Marketing or copywriting? I actually do a little bit of both. So, I mean, copywriting, I absolutely love, but often people will come to me not just to, for the copywriting, but they need some marketing expertise to help them kind of build a whole funnel. If it makes sense to do it, I'll even write a book for them because I think all pieces can have copywriting in them, right? So not just so your social media posts are not just, you know, for entertainment, but they do have some copy possibilities as well. So I try to bring a copywriter sensibility to all types of different marketing that I do. I completely agree with that. Article writing, little Facebook posts, everything has a purpose. So everything bringing some copywriting elements into it. 
Okay, so these investors, what are they going after? Are they going after motivated sellers or something completely different? Yeah, quite often I'm working for wholesalers. That's probably my biggest area of clients. I do work with some others as well, but wholesalers are probably the biggest. So they're looking for both motivated sellers and cash buyers. So for the motivated sellers, they're looking for, you know, usually to build that that audience, send out postcards or have some other types of uh, marketing uh, to bring those in. And then the cash buyers, they're looking to build up a cash buyers list. And also often uh, once they've got to a certain level, they're looking to extend beyond that to get clients and get into info marketing, get students, that kind of thing. So they're kind of moving into the guru space. So really, I would say that my, my biggest clients typically have three different audiences that I'm marketing for, motivated sellers, cash buyers, and you know potential students. Okay. And they're campaigning the funnels that you create for them. Is this like a multi-faceted type of campaign? You have postcards, something with their website. How do you usually conduct that for them? It really depends. I don't do a lot of postcards anymore. People do come to me for postcards, but uh, I'll try to, you know, there's lots of proven postcards out there. And to be honest, the cost to get me to write like a 10 word postcard and then test it against something that's already doing really well that can get pretty pricey for a lot of investors so i just steer them away and kind of point them to some other things but uh, what i will try to do is build a, a funnel and a campaign so that they are using these multifaceted approaches, just as you're saying so for motivated seller for sure we're looking at postcards Video, I think, is something that a lot of investors should be doing and aren't doing enough of. I think that's a real simple, low-cost way that they can get into uh, marketing that's not just in the mailbox. Uh, and there are some other social media and paid marketing opportunities, but I think the, the simplest ones for any investor to do are uh, like direct mail and video. And how do you link those? Are you telling them they should put a link on the letter? Some do that. I really like a phone or text for direct mail and uh, for sellers. If you're marketing to sellers, whether it's direct mail or or video, I would do phone or text because uh, a link is not bad, but often you'll just get people who are just shopping and they'll click a link. Maybe they'll put in their email. In my experience, I've done some wholesaling in my experience. Uh, the emails are, you know, they're going to bounce or the people only go to the library once a week to look at their email or whatever. So I think phone or text for a motivated seller who is truly motivated, they want the answer right now. So uh, I'm a big believer in phone or text for motivated sellers uh, on your postcards and in your videos as well. So how do you get the video to them with the, you text them the video you said? No, like video marketing, like uh, on YouTube. Okay, so their sellers somehow are, this is cold traffic, they're somehow ending up on YouTube and watching their videos? Yeah, so here's my big tip. If uh, any listeners are, are looking for like, what's the simplest way, maybe they don't have money to send out postcards, I would get the video on your camera and I would record one two-minute video every single day. I would upload it to YouTube, and I would call that video something like, if you live in Cleveland, uh, sell my house Cleveland. Sell my house for cash Cleveland or something. And, and just rotate through a few of those keywords. Do that every single day forever. In uh, short order, there are some competitive markets, but, there's th but video is still wide open. In a short order, you should be getting some, some good traffic to those videos and some calls as well. So they don't have to be long or complicated. They can just be you and you know your face and talking about why someone might want to uh, sell their house to you. And just make sure it's a keyword-rich title in your video. Upload it to YouTube, and that's a good online uh, online strategy if you don't want to or if you want to augment your direct mail. 
That's awesome. And you don't need a website for that at all. I mean, if your YouTube channel can have the contact info right there, your phone number, right? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I love a website. I don't know that a lot of motivated sellers are going onto a website to put their email address. And you and I both are familiar with Carrot. I love Carrot. I think they do amazing work, but there's some competitive markets out there. But YouTube is a great way to bypass some of those competitive markets because you know, everyone in, you know, Cleveland is fighting for Sell My House Cleveland. Uh, with a website, there aren't enough people doing videos that say Sell My House Cleveland. Yeah, and it's easy to do. You don't need to spend too much time on a video. Yeah, and, and it makes it easy with the YouTube app. You can just do a live recording right then and there and it posts. That's awesome. And your clients report good results with that? Yeah, we've got some good stuff. I end up writing some scripts for them, but really, like, it's funny, I'm giving people all the ideas that I don't do. But yeah, it's just such an easy way to get to the top of search because Google, they own YouTube and they're promoting uh, YouTube videos right up to the top. So it's great to do, very simple. And yeah, my clients can do it without a lot of uh, effort and copywriting. They don't need a script for me every time. They can cycle through a bunch of scripts and uh, it's working out real well. Okay, so, and you're investing today still or no, you're full time doing some writing? Oh, yeah, I invest, but I'm just passive cash flow investor. I own some properties uh, in Cleveland right now. I had some in Pennsylvania for a little bit, but I try to stay hands off. I'd love to get back into doing some flips, and I did a commercial deal once, and, and those are fun, but they're so time intensive. And what I love to do is writing. So, you know, it's kind of, I feel like that's what I was put on the earth to do. So I prefer just to do the writing with the cash flow pile up uh, without my effort. Do you remember your first deal? Well, I've been involved in a few different ones. And so not always kind of solely owned by me. Some are partnerships, some I just was managing. So a little bit complicated. My first, let's see, I bought some rental properties. I don't even remember. It was years ago. So that one was, that's a little fuzzy now. Uh, I did some wholesaling for a bit. Yeah, I don't remember my first deal specifically. It was a little fuzzy now. It was just a long time ago. All right, I hope that you're enjoying this because I have one other tip if you'd like to discover more about marketing for REI. So you wanna check out my free daily newsletter and my free report called 23 Unique Tips for Deal Finding at my website, realestateaudios.com slash marketing. So head over to realestateaudios.com slash marketing to get that free book. Back to writing. So what's an approach you take to writing a letter and targeting a motivated seller? That's a good question. Let me tell you first what I think happens incorrectly and kind of the approach that I take that I, I've seen some good results with. So a lot of times you get a motivated seller, they're going to open their mailbox and they're going to see your postcard and like 10,000 other postcards that are probably all the same, right? They maybe they look like they're handwritten, they say third notice on them or something like that. There's, you know, there's a bunch of them that, and they work, but there's a lot out there. And the more investors that pile into a competitive market, the more postcards fill up your client's inbox and they all kind of look the same. So I think postcards can be a great approach for a less competitive market. But if you've got a lot of investors in your market, I would say the approach that I've taken that works well with my clients is to look at your best deals that you've done in the past. Now, if you're a brand new investor, it's a little bit harder to do. But uh, if you've done investing for a little bit, look at your best deals uh, just in the past year and identify the ones that uh, made you the most money, that were most fun to work with, or most profitable, were easiest. You know, the, the motivated sellers are like, yeah, let's do a deal. And then figure out what's common about those investors and then write something that speaks to them. And so I'll give you, a, I've done a few different angles of this, but the one that really stands out for me that I had kind of the best reported results on was I worked with an investor. He was uh, in a highly competitive market and we looked at what his past deals were, which ones were the best ones, which ones uh, did he do 
you know, did he resonate with the most when, when he sat with them at their kitchen table, they were excited to do a deal and they really felt that, that he was helping them. And we found it was sort of middle-aged mothers of family members who weren't paying their rent in a second home. They were freeloading family members. So we built this whole freeloading family member postcard campaign. So it wasn't just a matter of, hey, we buy houses. It was like, are you a frustrated mom whose uh, adult children should be paying rent but aren't? And you, know, you deserve flowers for Mother's Day, not, you know, <laughs> not a call because the toilet is leaking. And it went over really well because it cut through the clutter. And these moms were getting these mailings, you know, a bunch of them that were saying, we buy houses, we buy houses. And then they got one that spoke directly to their problem. And so it was a neat campaign to dig into that kind of data and find something that really, truly helped someone and spoke to them. And yeah, my, my client loved it. As far as I know, he's still using it. And yeah, he got some good results out of it. That's an amazing tip. And looking broader than the actual tip you gave, it's about just speaking directly to one person yeah. rather than the whole blanket marketing, which in my experience has never worked for me. I, I've spent probably about $20,000 on direct mail using what the usual advice is with no deal with that amount spent and using the approach of, hey, just send to 30% equity homeowners and right in there, we buy houses <laughs> or I'm looking to buy your house. Yeah. You know? uh they work. Those postcards and, and you know the handwritten letters, they can work, but they're good in less competitive markets. The more competitive your market, you know, the worse the economy is, the more people become investors. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of Eugene Schwartz, right? Yes. In his book, Breakthrough Advertising, have you read it? No, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of hard to get to. It's an amazing book and it talks about how there's five different stages of the market from very competitive to absolutely not competitive at all and how you have to shift and become more creative as you move through the stages. I mean, it's just like in real estate. I mean, it makes sense completely in real estate as well. Uh, those easy postcards, I buy houses or yeah. I'll buy your house, works in Midwest or places where there's very little competition, but you need to become creative. When uh, I remember door knocking for probate leads and I would ask them about their market, like where are they getting postcards, letters, whatever. And they'd come out with a stack of uh, letters and say, this is what I got this week and yeah. all from the same people. So have you ever write Google ads? I did years ago. It's not something I've really followed up on Google or Facebook. I like them both, but both just change so much and it, you know, compliant, they're always tweaking their compliance rules and it's hard to keep up with that, to be honest. Uh, you know, I'd rather sit down and write some long form sales letters, uh, a book, a website, and then I work with a couple other companies who will who focus in and specialize on that. So they're they're more on top of the compliance and then that, that frees me up to focus on my sweet spot. Oh, okay. And how do you incorporate the book with um, wholesalers? So these are the three ways that I would use a book. So I've mentioned earlier the wholesalers, the clients who come to me as wholesalers looking for my writing usually are looking to market to three different audiences. So they're looking for motivated sellers, cash buyers, and let's say students to become a guru. And so each one of those can benefit from a book. It needs to probably be a different book for each audience. But for motivated sellers, uh, you should be writing. It doesn't have to be a big book, but it should be something like uh, how to get the most money for your house or you know how to spare your credit, You know what to do about your problem house, that kind of thing. And it can be a super simple book. It's maybe 75 pages to 100 pages. Even if no one reads it, here's what's going to happen. So you can go door knocking or uh, you can send out your postcards and you're like, get my free book. What it does, is it just helps you stand out from the, the 10,000 other postcards. If you're standing there at the door and they hand you that stack of postcards or look, look what else I've got. Like, that's fine. You've got 10,000 other postcards from 10,000 other investors, but I wrote the book on the problem that you're facing. 
here it is for free. You can get books printed real cheap. And even if no one reads it, it's such a massive differentiator. Awesome. So that's what I would do for sellers, for cash buyers, uh, for anyone listening who happens to be a wholesaler looking for cash buyers. Yeah, write, write a, a book on, you know, how to retire early, how to, you know, augment your income with cash flow, that kind of thing. And then for students, yeah, you could do something similar to the cash buyers, like kind of a how to retire early or how to make more money, quit your job type of deal. Three books, real simple to write. You could record them uh, on a weekend and get them transcribed and printed up through Amazon. A uh, real simple way to get it done, a way to differentiate yourself. Okay. And do you ever work on their mailing list at all? Or do you ever give them advice on their mailing list? And do you have any advice on mailing lists? I don't do a lot of work on mailing lists. Like often I'll write and then hand it off to them. And I'm willing to do it. And I have, but often, you know, the first projects I'm doing are usually just like I write something and I hand it off to them and they take care of it. I don't want the liability of handling someone's mailing list. That said, though, like when it comes to email, like I used to do a ton of email to cash buyers for my clients. And uh, I kind of backed away from I'm now just focused purely on writing and I'll get like an assistant or something to handle the email side of it. If you're talking about mailing lists for direct mail, yeah, typically I would just hand off a letter and let them take care of it. And that just keeps everyone from mailing back and forth access to to uh, to direct mail lists. For email, yeah, I've, I've, I've done that. I do that quite a bit. Okay. Now, do you ever evaluate the competition before you start uh, putting together a marketing piece for them? Yeah, 100%. And I mean, a lot of my clients are coming to me in competitive markets. So I do spend a fair amount of time digging into who are the best or the biggest marketers. And it depends on what it is that they're looking for. You know, if they're looking for website content, then I'm, you know, I'm digging into Google searches and keyword searches and which keywords have some opportunity. And then it's a little bit harder for everyone if they're looking for a direct mail, you know, unless they're kind of going out to look at who's actually doing the mailing. But uh, yeah, I try to do as much uh, competitive research as I can. Okay. Because that's the way it's going to differentiate you, right? Right, right. And you mentioned keywords. So what tools do you use to, to look up keywords? I'm always kind of testing to see what keyword tools are working right now. So for a real simple one, I like Neil Patel's Uber Suggest. Real simple. Ubersuggest.io. Yeah. I use a version of it in Moz, moz.com. Uh, use that one. Answerthepublic.com is one I'm really interested in lately. So you just type in like a keyword that you're looking for, and it comes up with a ton of different ways that people are searching for that kind of a word. It's a little bit different. It's not quite the same as as like a Uber suggest, but it's it's really interesting. It just kind of gives you some angles that you maybe didn't consider. I like Uber Suggest, but it's real focus on the stuff you type in, right? If you type in we buy houses or something, then all those keywords are built around we buy houses something. Whereas I find with Answer the Public, it's a little bit different. You know, it's kind of looking at what are some other words that people are searching for. Cool. And I've used Keyword Planner. Do you use Keyword Planner for click rates and seeing what people are actually clicking on? Yeah. Okay. And with all these tools... I mean, what are you looking for? Are you looking for search volume? Are you looking for what's popular right now, trends? I don't often look at trends a lot, actually. I guess I've been in the industry too long and I see the trends come and go. What's, you know, what's popular today, you know, is not going to be popular tomorrow and will be popular again the day after. But yeah, I'm looking for keyword volume. So I'm taking that data, but then looking a little more qualitatively at what are some investors that are using that data and is there an angle for us to work in that? So it is a bit quantitative by looking at the keyword, the search results there, but then also qualitative in where's the gaps once people are searching for that. Okay, cool. What's the formula you use before you start writing? 
I'll use a chart actually. So I'm going to try to describe it here because it's not just a formula. I actually use a chart. Anyone can use this if you want. I think I talk about it on my website. You do. Okay, okay, awesome. And in your book, yeah. by the way, everyone, he has a book. Yeah, Real Estate Investing Copywriters Playbook. Yeah, and it's on my website too. I mean, I teach it. I think I've talk, talked about it in videos too. And I'll be talking about it more in the coming year. But the chart basically goes like this. So so five rows, and it follows the very simple formula of what any type of writing is. So the five rows are spell out the word Harpo. So H for headline. And uh, A for anxiety, the anxiety that your reader is experiencing. And, and R for remedy, so what remedy are you providing? P for proof and O for offer. So uh, headline, anxiety, remedy, proof, and offer. And people just need to run through that. That's kind of the process of, of every single sales letter out there. And then that's the vertical side of the chart. And then the horizontal side of the chart is T-R-U-E, which stands for trust. ROI, urgency, and engagement. And basically you just go to each block in your in that chart. And so what's the what's the trust you want to build in the headline? What's the trust you want to build in anxiety? What's the trust you want to build in remedy? And then what's the ROI you want to build in the headline? What's the ROI you want to build on anxiety? And so on. So it's uh, basically 20 blocks. You just fill out a couple lines, couple words, keywords in each block. And uh, man, it's your sales letter, your postcard, your website is going to come together real fast. Awesome. Okay. And they can get a visual on this one from your website and your book, right? Yeah. Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at realestateinvestingcopywriter.com. That's probably easiest. Just Google it. Or if you feel like typing it in, it's a long URL, but uh, type it in and you'll get to me. And I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. Pretty easy to find. realestateinvestingcopywriter.com. Okay. That's uh, Aaron Hoos, H-O-O-S. All right, man. Aaron, take care. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Take care. All right. See ya. Bye. All right, that's a wrap, and I hope you enjoyed it. So if you'd like to learn more about marketing and copywriting and lead generation, don't forget to subscribe to my free daily newsletter and get your free report called 23 Unique Tips to Deal Finding at realestateaudios.com slash marketing. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the next expert interview.